Hello and welcome to the Gibraltar Business Podcast. I'm your host, David Ravagliate. Thank you for tuning in. This show champions Gibraltar's small businesses by providing a place for discussions about entrepreneurship, leadership and sector-specific issues. The Gibraltar Business Podcast is brought to you by the GFSB and is sponsored by the Gibraltar International Bank, which shares our passion for all things business. I am hugely grateful to the bank for their continued support and invaluable contribution to our little show. This week, we look at Gibraltar's job market with the founder of Purple Chili Recruitment, Haley Saker. Together, we explore some of the skills gaps that exist locally and take a wider view on some of the opportunities and some of the challenges that recruitment companies face. Here's the interview with Haley Saker from Purple Chili. Haley, thanks a lot for your time today and thanks for talking to the Gibraltar Business Podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, tell us about um, Purple Chili. Well, we are relatively new, uh, just over two years now, and uh, we've grown to, from just husband and wife, we've grown to a team of, there's 10 now. Um, we service Gibraltar, we've got some uh, jobs that we cover in the UK, Malta and Spain predominantly, um, predominantly it's Gibraltar, but um, we do offer those as well. Uh, we cover gaming, legal, insurance, accounting, and the fintech industries as our main. We do have a couple of other little bits and pieces that come through and we help where we can, but predominantly um, it's uh, insurance, gaming, fintech. When did you start and what what, what motivated you to, to start a business here in, in Gibraltar? So it was September 2021, it would have been now. No, 2020, 2020, so it's just over two years. Um, it was uh, two years in October. When I first came here, we was I was actually doing uh, temporary contracts in the UK and uh, in a different sector, actually. We came here and not long after the COVID hit. So all of the recruitment that I was doing in the UK come to a standstill. What I first thought was, now what are we going to do? And um, it actually gave me an opportunity to analyse where I wanted to go. And actually, the temp in recruitment is, is intensive, uh, 24 hours uh, around the clock. For the industry we was in and I thought you know maybe it'd be nice to turn to permanent and actually help the local people because like me I came here and I was looking for for a job although we had the temp in uh, recruitment uh, my husband was mainly doing that and I just thought I've just got a business degree uh, with marketing I thought you know where could I put this to use and I started to connect with local recruitment companies and um, I didn't get very far and I just thought you know it's got to be better than this um, and I started putting CVs together and making emails sending them out and got nowhere. So I thought, you know, maybe if this is such a problem for me, it would be potentially for other people. Um, how can I help here? So I thought, you know, I can do this. And uh, that's where uh, that's where we started. And then um, off the back of that, I've realised that maybe as well, people need help with uh, relocation. So it's sort of like become an umbrella company where we would help people who were moving to Gibraltar uh, find not only a job, but also maybe a property, and it sort of all came together. And our website and team members are all great on helping people, not only with the roles, but also everything to do with Gibraltar. On our website, you've got lots of information about relocating here, setting up, um, you know, if people set up a business, wanting to um, open like a trade license, set up their own company, whether they want to send the children to schools or how to get into the healthcare system. So it's all on there. So, yeah, we sort of found a, a little niche. And um, although some of the business is uh, people already based here and switching roles, we actually found that the people relocating here um, really needed those extra services, which we could offer as maybe a bit more bespoke. It sounds like many small, many businesses start from solving a problem, right? And it's yes. very much from that experience you, you yep. had. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we found it, and we've tried to obviously niche a little bit. Uh, we do mainly predominantly uh, help relocate uh, the British. That started to change a bit with uh, the Brexit. We've obviously had a few hurdles with um, with it not being as easy to get the TIEs for anybody wanting to, to live over the border. Um, obviously, property prices are high here now, so that contributes to um, it swings of mind about at the end of the day for the lower people and the lower salaries. It's not easy to live here in Gibraltar anymore. They predominantly came over and moved over to Spain where it's a bit cheaper for the property. Obviously, that's a bit more difficult now with the TIE. So we're starting to see a bit of a, a, bit of a shift uh, in the market. And um, it's just something we are trying desperately to, to help people with and working with companies like the Systems Advice Bureau here and also in Spain and trying to get relevant information and, and reputable hostels over in, um, in Spain to help people. You mentioned the recruitment kind of market here. Has it changed much since you started? It has. What we're seeing is now is part of, say, the gaming services did become uh, dormant as in there was not taking on new roles at that time. But once that started to pass, we did see a large uh, intake of, um, of new roles coming through. Also with that, we've seen uh, recently, we've seen mergers happening. There's been a few takeovers of companies and we've actually had quite a few inquiries um, with new companies actually coming here. So we've, we've helped a few new companies. Um, we do work with, with, with other companies as well who are also seeing um, new inquiries coming through. So helping them set up you know, with CEOs and um, accountants and things like that for the new startups. So um, we definitely haven't seen any decline in the number of opportunities available. They've just altered slightly, and maybe with some companies that are taking on, others have paused for the moment, uh, but there's definitely been no decline, which obviously was a concern with uh, the current market conditions. With crypto, we have definitely seen sort of a hold and a pause on, on, on recruitment, not all of the, the, the crypto companies, but it's definitely been something that seems to have slowed down in, in, in recent months. Why do you reckon that is? Um, my my take on it is potentially the uh, the, the market stockbrokers uh, and what we've been speaking to. Um, we've got a few companies that we work with, and they basically said because there's been a downturn in the trading of crypto and the value of the crypto, that potentially or companies are just putting a hold on, maybe restructuring, looking at new angles, and and um, it's given them a bit of time to. To, to look at the future of crypto and where it's going and um, I guess prepare for when the market upturns and, and reverts back to better conditions, I guess. So Hayley, coming back to kind of recruitment and the core business that, that you're in, how do you approach finding the right candidates for roles? Is it hard to get people over? It is hard um, to get people over. So we do have a lot uh, by our clients that you know, generally there's a um, sort of amount of people here. It's, it's not a very big jurisdiction. We've got 35,000 people. You know, a lot of those are coming in from uh, from Spain. But still, it's um, people are always looking for fresh talents, say, maybe coming from university with new ideas, um, uh, maybe coming from another company that um, might be able to bring something else to the table. So we, we get that a lot. Um, what we've been trying to do is reach out to um, the UK. We've now got, well, we've got always had a marketing team that we use, obviously, uh, SEO. And we also use campaigns and um, blogs and things to, to try and attract new talent. We have uh, various groups and things. 
What we're finding, though, is it's quite difficult. So if people are moving from a different country coming here, we do our dropout rates. They're quite high because people, although it sounds like a good idea to move to Gibraltar, when they start looking at the property prices and the schools and things, um, they start to change their mind. And so it's something what we're trying to do is improve that um, success rate without being it being detrimental to the client. Because at the end of the day, um, even a month without an employee can be expensive if they've got to use interim staff and and take people out of other roles to, to fill those. So we don't want to see uh, less of a success, but we do want to try and help those people coming in. And hence why the relocation service from Property Promise really helps to get people settled. I can hand over, we can uh, help people feel fully immersed in Gibraltar and settle here. Can you share anything on those success rates for relocations? Or We have seen about one to two people in ten that actually changed the mind for, for various reasons. Um, usually is the property prices and people, although they think, yep, let's like maybe be digital nomads, actually people are asking more for now is flexibility in working. And although they're thinking, okay, let's come to Spain, when they start that's live in Spain, um, we can come over the border, they actually the logistics of it, and when they, they start to do research, they're saying, actually, this is a difficult border situation, this is travel time, you know, and then um, some of the companies here still want people in the office, so it's not as if they can be, be flexible and be working from home. And so we really hope, uh, from a, a recruitment perspective, that we do see more of a, an open border um, that will certainly help the people coming in and out. And I mean, there are m- new applications in Spain for things like uh, digital nomad visas. I know Spain are trying to obviously help it in, in any way they can, but it is it is definitely difficult right now. And the property market seems to be one of the biggest issues because it's a high proportion of the salary. So for a studio, £1,000 a month, 12000 a year. If you start on 20000 you've not really got enough to have a, a good quality of living. So that is the biggest stumbling block we're finding. External challenges aside, you know, because there's plenty uh, yes. <laughs> to, to the joys of, of operating a recruitment business in Gibraltar. If I'm thinking about small businesses, finding the right people is hard. Yes. Especially for small businesses where you have maybe three or four people in your team. Do you have any advice for how people can select the right people? I've been looking into ways to, to, to try and improve retention, obviously not just for, for, for my company, but for, for us as well. I think if we can help with retention, and that means finding the best possible uh, employee for that role. So transparency is massive. Um, being 100% clear, those initial interviews that, that we do at, at Purple Chili with our candidates and with our recruiters are essential. The better, the more we can understand what it is that that person is looking for. So potentially say, let's go with uh, maybe somebody who's just had um, a, a baby. Well, actually, if if we're looking for a company that's not going to be flexible with working hours uh, and maybe hybrid working, then it's likely, although that employee might say yes to the job because they're just taking anything on at the moment, it, it sounds ideal. But then we know that if that's not what they're looking for long term, you know, how many years is that going to potentially last for? So we'd rather try and in the initial stages find that better fit. Um, make sure that the company, um, what the, the, the client, the company, what they can offer fully aligns the best possible with the employees, what their needs are. So if we can get both of the needs long term, then that'll stop. Hopefully the clients have to continuously have a cycle of recruit. 
and um, we've been I've been spending quite a bit of time on on retention. I've done a recent blog on, on retention and looking at ways what people are looking for now in a career has changed massively. Covid has had an, an impact. It feels like it's fast forwarded what people are looking for. But now when we receive a phone call, one of the first questions now is, OK, salary was always number one, but now it's are they flexible working? Are they hybrid? Are they fully remote? And, and and what sort of things do they offer? Do they offer healthcare? Do they offer team days out and, and all these little incentives? They are so important now. And because it's now a candidate driven market, they have choice. So whereas before it was, you know, a client driven five years ago, it's now switched. So if clients can be more flexible with the maybe even offer a couple of days working from home, what it is doing is people will even look at taking a reduced salary. Because actually, two days a week, they could be saving on childcare, they could be saving on uh, transport expenses and time on the travelling. So it is something now that we're seeing. What also I've been trying to do is look at ways on the interview techniques. Um, some of the interview processes are quite long, others are quite short, depends on the company. But there are certain things out there. There's always been personality testing things. One thing I have found is one called Talent Dynamics. What it does is it, it tells you what type of not just your personality, but where you would fit into a company. So it actually tells you whether you would be better as um, maybe doing the business development, uh, whether you've got those sort of innate skills and whether you would be better working um, an operational role because you like everything, dot the T's, uh, dot the I's, cross the T's. And so that's actually been helping because in every company, you need a good dynamic to get the good culture. Uh, another thing that is so desperately wanted from from employees now is at a company where the culture is is they enjoy going to work and um, working on that and how can we as employers try and get that right fit within our organizations as a recruitment firm is it something that you can help other businesses with with their retention strategies or absolutely plans? so I did write a blog it will be in the GFSB magazine should be next month um and also it is, you can find the blog, uh, I think it will also be published around the time of the magazine, so people can have a read in, in uh, the time, uh, downtime. But we're trying to for, form a strong relationship with our clients. So I know that my recruiters will say, or happily to pick up the phone and, um, you know, have a, an in-depth in call or maybe meet for, for a coffee and have more in-depth calls about uh, and conversations about the roles that are on offer. Okay, how can we actually work together to make sure this is, you know, suitable for, for the person we're looking for? We also do actually have, um, we do receive uh, questions from employers asking the same sort of things, you know, uh, maybe you know do you think we're on track for on the right sort of salaries now we've seen an uplift you know are we um is it still a candidate-led market and so we do answer those questions obviously as accurately and honestly as possible and always you know always willing to help and uh, offer uh, obviously we've got the uh candidates always coming to us with questions on a daily basis so we, we can see exactly what so many demand. questions yes. <laughs> sorry for yeah. all of these questions you know Hayley, over the last couple of years since I've been doing this, a lot of the people I speak to, a lot of the guests on the podcast, mention the skills gap, that it's kind of quite hard to find the right people. Again, it's, it's about the right people. Again, what's your experience? What are we missing locally? What would you like to see more of? Something, again, that I've been trying to spend some time with, uh, talking to other people in the industry and looking at different schemes that are available. So, I think we really, really would be good to have a look from um, school leavers because they, the, it, 
I mean, it'd be fantastic to have local people in local jobs. We all like to help our, our community. Yeah, looking at the college courses and the universities courses, it would be great to, you know, hopefully maybe later in the year, actually sit down and see where we can really come together. And it's conversations we've recently had uh, coming together and where can we bridge these gaps? What sort of courses? I mean, things like in the UK, I've seen something, uh, a few of my and my friends were, were actually doing like AAT courses through the employer. You know, so these sort of um, maybe starting, I mean, I, I really like to take uh, school, mainly college leavers because obviously I have to be 18 to, to come into the sector, but mainly 18 onwards and take them as a junior and train them up. Um, we've got quite good um, intensive training packages at Purple Chili. We're constantly reviewing and increasing skills. So we all we have all that um, already. But for other companies, I guess taking maybe the juniors and actually offering in-house um, training alongside, I guess, like an apprenticeship. So it would really be good to, to see more of that happening and obviously watch this space, see what it can do in the future. That's for sure. As for uh, the gaps, we could let's say we could actually fill all day long accountants roles. Um, we always need accountants. If you think about the companies that are here, um, they are everybody, you know, needs an accountant. When when you're small, smaller, maybe you'll have um, accountants as a separate entity. But as some of the companies are have grown that large that they have them in house management accountants and things. So we, we could always um, do more with accounting. We need a lot of front end and back end of developers. We could also, there's jobs, you know, always people crying out for those. Again, programming is one of those things where, yes, you have to go to university, um, you have to do a degree in uh, computer science, but actually those skills skills can actually be learned from courses. It's an up and coming, it's one of the up and coming courses where there's not many providers for it yet, but I'm sure in the future, obviously, um, things you can do online. I was going to say, and also um, compliance, obviously, with the gaming companies here, um, and, and not just gaming, um, the, the crypto and um, uh, insurance and things, they all require compliance individuals. So again, there are, I think there are many uh, companies here that actually put the, the employees through the compliance courses. So it's like uh, accounting, tech and compliance, right? <laughs> yeah, and marketing. Um, marketing, David, has actually been one of those where I looked um, 18 months ago, and we had a, a handful of roles. And then uh, obviously doing my business analysis, I looked and I thought, wow, you know, it's tripled the amount of roles that we've got on. So affiliate marketeers, SEOs, um, specialists, there's just uh, brand marketeers. Yeah. So we need, we're needing them more, more now than um, I've ever seen before. So in three years. So that's the demand for those roles. Uh, I was curious, what's your take? Because it's something that's really topical at the moment, and that's things like uh, AI, ChatGPT, Google's Bard. <laughs> Do you think they have a threat on our local job market? <laughs> ChatGPT. So um, I've got a very young um, and uh, fantastic uh, marketer who is fascinated with all this technology. So been looking at AI and I've been looking and I've, I've used the chat GPT, GPT. So the AI looked at um, how we could reach out to more people to offer our services. But the problem is, is like companies like LinkedIn are working against it. They don't want anything automated. They want a personal service. And, you know, when I sat and thought about it, I thought rightly so. When I receive a LinkedIn message that says, hey, um, can I help you? We've got this, we've got that. I just think, oh, seriously, I'm not talking back to a, a bot. I, I want to speak to a person. And, and like um, some of the, the team will just send a message out saying, 
you know, hi guys, um, my name's so-and-so. Um, I've seen that you've got maybe a role. Um, if you need a help, give me a shout. It's not to those words, but it, you know, it's coming from a human and you know somebody has paid an interest into to what you do. Maybe you have a chat about what, what they're offering and, and show that you've actually looked at their LinkedIn profiles and know who they are. Then you're much more likely to get a response. And then with the, the chat, GPT. Um, I was sent a blog, and my one of my lads said to me, um, "What do you think to this?" It was my, one of my sons. He said, "What do you think to this one uh, for school?" And I, I looked, and you know, there's no again, it's there's no personal, there's no depth to it. I said, "So okay, but you need." It was about actually about Gibraltar, and I actually said, "But yes, okay, it tells you there's so many people living here, and um, there's all these attractions, but it doesn't actually tell you anything about the sort of best restaurants, um, some of the beauty spots. Uh, there's no, you know, it's not cold, but there's no feeling to it. It's, rob- it's robotic. Emotive, yeah, absolutely. Emotive marketing is essential. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. As, as a marketer myself, and kind of using these platforms and seeing them i think it's the it's the tone it's the humanity that's missing yes, it is it's missing right now we're safe for <laughs> now oh, right yeah, i see the letter did you see the letter in the news um yeah. was it uh, asking it was uh, elon musk wasn't mm-hmm. it asking to put a pause on it for now and mm-hmm. you know i'm not one to put a damper on things but i think mm-hmm. we do need to have a good think before it, it you know it gets maybe too much i agree with elon on this one <laughs> Thank you, Heidi, and thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you, David. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Gibraltar Business Podcast. I want to extend a huge thank you to our guest, Hayley Saker, for sharing her valuable insights on the challenges facing the recruitment sector and her take on business in Gibraltar. Oh, and thanks for the lovely cup of tea too, Hayley. I'd also like to thank our sponsors, the Gibraltar International Bank, for their continued support of the podcast. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you found this episode informative and engaging. If you would like to feature on a future episode, please contact me on david at motion-gi.com. That's David david at motion-gi.com. I'd love to hear if you have an idea for a guest or you're a guest yourself and you want to meet me and do an interview, send me an email. Remember to subscribe to the show so you get all the episodes. Until next time, keep striving for success and stay tuned for more exciting discussions on the business landscape in Gibraltar.